Welcome to Clover Club. I'm your host, Erica. Wait, I fucked up. <laughs> You're already fucking up. <laughs> I'm already fucking up. I'm going to try this one more time. This is my last chance. Welcome to Clover Club, a podcast about curious conversations and stories intended to make you laugh and learn. I'm your host, Erica, and I'm really, really excited for today's episode because even if this guest's name may not ring a bell, I guarantee that you have seen their work out in the world. So I'm really excited to be joined by Chris Veal. Chris, hi. Hello. How are you? I'm doing good. Good. I'm glad to hear it. You just said hello, and you sounded exactly like the Atlanta Magnet Man. Oh. I... Do you know that? You have like a very like similar... I probably uh, got it from him. I don't know. <laughs> just being around him. I don't know. So Chris and, Chris and the Atlanta Magnet Man work together, and... Uh, You've worked together for a little while, mm-hmm. um, but what's your what's your main what's your main thing, Chris? Will you share with everybody what you do? Um, painting, artists, murals, canvases, so on. Yeah, your work has a very clear, like pop arty, fun, sometimes political vibe to it. Is there a more eloquent way that you like to describe your style? Mm, no, that pretty much sums it up: social commentary, pop art. Yeah, that, yeah, that about covers it. <laughs> awesome. So, h- has art always been a passion of yours, or how did you end up? It has ever since I was a little kid. Yeah. Okay. Did you think that it would be like a a career, or when did you decide it could be more than a hobby? I always wanted it to be. Um, since I was a little kid, I wanted to make art for a living. That's all I ever really wanted to do. Oh but, wow! But there was a time when I was just like, oh, I don't know if it's going to work out, but you know. It's the path kept, of the artist. That. Yeah. So I think a lot of parents, there's like a big chunk of time where their kids bring home artwork and it's like, put this on the fridge, mom. And it's like, oh God. Was your work always good? Um, I was better than most in my class, but it wasn't like amazing when I was a kid or anything. But okay. yeah, I was, you know, I was the kid everybody went to when they needed something drawn or, you know, at school or for what or whatnot. Okay. That's cool. Did did you go to school for it, or is it just are you self trained? Like, what what was that path like? I went to school for graphic design because I thought that's how you made money in art. Mm-hmm. Was you had to do graphic design. So I went to went to school, got my degree, and then I got out and I was sick of looking at computers. So I just went back to painting more. Okay. And just kept doing that. Where did you go to school? Uh, American Intercontinental University in Buckhead. Okay. Did you grow up in Atlanta? Uh, Milledgeville, Georgia. Ah, okay. Did you come into Atlanta for school or Buckhead? But you know, um, nah. I came up here because at the time I was like partying a lot and just like Atlanta was a lot better in my hometown as far as like you know, fun. When I, yeah, fun. <laughs> when I was seventeen, so I was just like, I'm gonna move to Atlanta. So I, I wasn't gonna go to Atlanta, and then I, um, I wasn't gonna go to school when I first came here. But then, you know, after a few years of partying, I was like, oh, I gotta do something with myself. So, um. I was like, I'll go to school, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get a bunch of debt. <laughs> so that go. was about it's it. The American dream. Oh. Okay, so you said you did a lot of partying. What type of scene? Like music? I would bounce around a lot. I would go to you know Wednesdays at MJQ, and then I would go to raves on Saturday, and then I would go to you know concerts, and I was kind of like a butterfly. I'd bounce around to different scenes. But, okay, uh, nice. Are you still a partier? Nah, not really. <laughs> <laughs> what is your what's your favorite way to to blow off steam and spend your free time? Um, painting more, really. <laughs> uh, okay. I, I, yeah, painting for myself, or uh, I watch a lot of movies. Okay, that's kind of how I relax, I guess. Nice. Have you seen anything good lately? 
Um, rewatching Tokyo Vice right now is a pretty good show. But uh, yeah, movies, I haven't seen anything amazing recently. Godzilla was, or Godzilla Minus One was my favorite movie, you know, of last year. But yeah, that's about it. It wasn't Barbie? I didn't see it, honestly. Really? <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen it. I would think with all the like, pink and poppiness of it, I could see that being something uh, at yeah, the very I'll, least you'd want to make fun of. <laughs> yeah. It, no, it's on, it's on, it was on my list to see for a bit. Um, and then I just got roped into seeing like Oppenheimer and a bunch of other stuff I want to see. But um, I want to see it just for like the colors and the sets and stuff like that. I'm, yeah. But uh, I haven't I haven't checked it out yet. Okay. Well, everyone who listens to this podcast knows I hated Barbie. So you didn't miss anything okay. other than great sets. So watch it at home. You'll be all right. Oppenheimer nice. was way better. Nice. So, okay, a lot of your stuff is, uh, it, it seems like you're really good about putting out something that's politically inspired or has like a strong social commentary, like in lockstep with real time. Will you walk me through kind of like, do you just get like the strike of, oh my gosh, I've got to knock off this Michelin logo. Here's how I'm going to do it. Or is it something that brews for a while? Like what's that, what's that uh, process like? I kind of see what people are talking about. Like uh, I'll frequent like Reddit and you know social media and stuff, and I'll see what people are talking about, and if I think I can make something funny out of it, you know I will. So like you know, right now I'm trying to figure out something for the Super Bowl and Taylor Swift and uh, you know mm-hmm. whatever people are like is in you know pop culture at the time. I'm yeah. kind of I like if there's something I can come up with, I'll try to you know come up with it quick and get it out. Um, Sometimes I, you know, I'm like, oh, I want to do something for that, and then I can't come up with anything good. I'm like, ah, no, it's been too long now. Yeah. In, but there's, there's always something new to look at. That's fair. Have you ever gotten yourself into trouble with something that you've put out? Um, trouble as with. Well, the... just maybe like blowback online. Oh or... yeah, 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 plenty. Um, <laughs> do you like it? Plenty of times. <laughs> um, um, I. See, I'm trying to think of some specific examples. Uh, I've put out, you know, like the Trump piece I did. Obviously, I got uh, a lot of good feedback, but also got like a lot of crazy feedback as well. Like, you know, what was the Trump piece? Um, when Trump was uh, indicted here in Atlanta, I knew the mugshot was coming. They announced when it was going to come out. So I had paint and I was waiting at a wall, like refreshing my phone, waiting on Oh wow. Waiting on the picture to get posted. And as soon as it was posted, I started immediately painting it. That's amazing. And um yeah, so that was uh that was the most recent one that I kinda got some I guess I got blowback on it from uh you know, a lot of Trump fans and stuff. So I bet that was like okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Fox News and stuff posted and then that Really? Yeah, and it, Kind of got a lot more attention than I was expecting, so but it also brought a lot of kind of negative attention to like people in my inbox and stuff. So really, do yeah. you feel like the the phrase "there's no such thing as bad press" did not apply in that scenario? Um, I mean, I got a lot of got a lot of you know sold a lot of prints of the piece afterwards, so I guess okay. it's uh, I guess it went well. You know, gained a bunch of new followers and saw. A bunch of new people started looking at my work and inboxing me. So uh, more bad than good. I mean, more good than bad. Okay. For sure. We'll take it. We'll take yeah. it. Anything else controversial or problematic? Um, nothing. Nothing too. Nothing too bad. I'm trying to think. Uh, I just can't. Can't pick it up off the top of my head. <laughs> but, That's okay. Uh, yeah, nothing that really sticks out. That like where people. I mean, there's been like you know a couple of things. Like I'll do like. 
um, like my traffic piece on um, on Boulevard. I have a piece where it has like. Uh, you know, several girls depicted crying, and, uh, and it says this traffic. I'll never get home. Mm-hmm. And the ru- rush hour three to nine, or whatever it says. <laughs> but yeah. uh, you know, I've had a couple of people like message me and be like, "Why do you depict girls crying?" It was just like, "Well, this, you know, it's just how the the image came out for that one because they were crying because they couldn't get home." But, but uh, yeah, so I've gotten you know a couple of messages like that. But uh, I think it's just people that misunderstand stuff. So yeah, but you know, they wanted men to be crying in traffic as well. Yeah, I mean, I guess. How do you receive criticism? How do I receive criticism? Um, it stuff used to bother me, but now it, it doesn't really bother me anymore. Like I've I've been at it so long. Like you know, when I first started painting, and, and people would pick stuff apart and be like, "Oh, the you know the hand looks messed up," or you know whatever. I'm oh, like, "Wow." You know, I like I, I would get all you know. Anytime you put your art out there, you're gonna have people critique it and stuff, especially if you, when you start getting attention on it. So yeah. Um, at first, it you know it used to bother me, and I'm like, "Oh man," you know. But then I, over the over time, I realized that if you, um, it doesn't take a lot of comments to kind of bring you down mm-hmm. you know you can get like a thousand good good you know likes and comments and oh i love it love it love it and then one comment can cancel out all that and then i was like no nah, that's not a good ratio you know like I've, <laughs> it's true if, it's not the if only ratio. one if only one percent of the people look at it and have something bad to say then i think i'm still doing pretty good so uh, it, it doesn't bother me anymore that's good i think too if you don't have a couple haters you're boring you're playing yeah. it too safe right yeah yeah, you need a little bit of that to put some some fuel in the tank. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it doesn't bother me anymore. But yeah, you know, like I said, when I was first starting out, you know, it would, stuff would keep me up at night. But uh, oh. but yeah, you know, used to it now. So. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Do you have any advice for people who are considering uh, art as a career? Um, yeah, skip that first part that I just mentioned. Don't uh, let the stuff bother you. You know, if any, you know, if they're diving, if you dive into it and you get some negative feedback. Yeah, don't worry about it. Just keep painting if, as long as you enjoy doing it. And uh, let's see, other other advice: um, just work really hard. Everybody in the you know wants to do what they love, and a lot of people love doing art. So yeah, if you want to, um, I hate to spit a bunch of like you know <laughs> hustle culture grind set stuff, but that's honestly what it takes to make it as an artist, you know, unless you're extremely lucky. Yeah. Well, and luck doesn't come overnight, right? So it's like you've got to grind until it looks like you're just lucky and you can be super selective. Yeah, Yeah, it didn't for me. So what does, will you walk us through, like what's a typical day or week or like what does that hustle look like for you in your world? Um, It changes week to week um, depending on what I've got going on. I mean, there's, I mean, on some days I'll wake up, you know, I'll get up at, Sometimes, you know, as early as like five o'clock in the morning, four thirty in the morning, get up, go to the gym for a little bit. Um, from there, go eat breakfast. Then I'll sit and draw sometimes for, you know, an hour or two, relax a little bit, get up, check emails, respond to emails, go to go to meetings, meet a look at walls, um, go work on a work on a wall, work on a canvas all day and then at night you know go get cleaned up go to an art show stay at the art show until I'm ready to go to sleep mm-hmm. and then, so that's uh on weekends that's kind of how my week goes a lot okay cool 
So for people who are curious about getting into the art scene, but maybe they're not artists, what are some of your favorite galleries or art events that you like to attend? Um, here in Atlanta, uh, ABV uh, Gallery and Cat Eye Gallery are the two galleries that I show mostly at. Um, they have really, they both have really great shows, uh, run by cool people. Go and kind of see a lot of the same faces each time. Uh, that's the kind of scenes that I hang out in. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, the more street art, uh, newer, younger uh, kind of people in the art scene. I don't go to a lot of the, like the fancier galleries that often. Okay. Cool. Same. (laughs) (laughs) Do you, like when you look back over the last decade or two of your career, are there like little benchmark kind of like, oh, I really figured out hands in 2012. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, every year I try to, I'm a, I'm a big goal uh, person. So I'll, uh, I'll set goals at the beginning of the year of things I want to work on and practice and get better at. Okay. You know, one year it might be, oh, I'm going to work on portraits this year. And whenever I get free time, I'm going to work on portraits. Okay. Um, you know, sometimes it's, oh, I want to work on the business side or more or the um, capturing the stuff, making sure I get make, you know, cool videos or content or whatever. I'll work on trying to learn that stuff. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I go through I go through my list and try to figure out what I need to work on more. Yeah. Pretty regularly. But that's good. At the beginning of the year is generally the first thing I do is make a list of things I want to work on and then I'll periodically go through it and change it and focus on those things. Yeah. Well, will you tell us about your list for 2024? Um, yeah. Let's see. My list for 2024. I can pull it up Ooh. if you need. <laughs> if you want to know exactly what it is. I want to know. Um, and sometimes it's not even art related. Sometimes it's just other things I want to work on. But I love a list. So this is always intriguing to me. I love a January kind of refresh. Yeah, I have multiple... Multiple list as far as things to get done in my phone. So nice. <laughs> yeah, I keep some for uh, like for this year. I want to. Where is my list? Uh, this is my short. Like I have a short term goal list, long term goal list. Um, you know, paint the biggest. Sometimes it'll be like paint the biggest wall I've ever done. Like that's Ooh. that's my goal for that year. Is I want to find the biggest wall and paint the biggest wall. What is the biggest wall you've done thus far? Um, the there's one on Memorial Drive that's 230 feet long. Yeah. Um, so it's about 17 feet at the high, and then it slopes down to about three feet. Okay. Um, but this year I have one uh, planned to do one that's, that's a little bigger. How long does it take to so, do something that big? Um, that one took about a week and a half, maybe two weeks. Okay. Of like solid 10-hour days, like just grinding on it? Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Okay. And then square footage-wise, that's the longest, but square footage-wise... Um, I did a parking deck in Buckhead where it was in the middle of COVID. Um, it had a larger square footage and I had to use a lift and, you know, navigate the lift around lights and stuff. And, but I only had nine days to do it in. So we were doing, me and my assistant were both working like 12 hour days every day. And one day we worked probably 16 hours or something until people came and kicked us out and they were like, y'all got to leave. Oh, wow. People are sleeping. (laughs) (laughs) It's like one in the morning. Y'all have to, y'all have to shut it down. So, but that's dedication. That's the grind he was referring to everybody. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I had plantar fasciitis at the time too. Oh God. Oh no. So I could like, I was hopping, like I could limping, like 
hardly walking out there, but we only had nine days to get it done. So it had to had, be done. Yeah, had to get it done. <laughs> Do you know the tennis ball trick? Uh, yeah. Did it yeah. help? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. The only thing that helped my foot was um, uh, soaking it in ice every single night. Um, and <laughs> Numbing it. <laughs> And a lot of stem cells. <laughs> so I got stem cells shot in my foot and that helped. But you're good now. Yeah, I'm great now. Okay. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. Um, uh, Chris, you mentioned earlier before we started recording that you've broken a ton of bones because you used to be a BMXer. Yep. Yeah, I, I rode BMX a lot um, as, as a kid going into uh, my 20s. And, in my, and throughout my 20s, I rode uh, BMX many hours a day, probably. Oh, cool four or five hours a day most days. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Like competitively? Um, yeah, I would travel and do, I competed expert class and I would travel around and, you know, to BMX contests and stuff with my friends and cool. Yeah. Take road trips and, you know, ride in other cities and yeah. all that fun stuff. What an awesome, like vehicle to travel. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But it, it kind of sucked. Like, cause you got to take a bike up, you know, when you're, <laughs> Traveling on a plane, you know, you got to break the bike apart, put it in a bag, hope security doesn't find it and charge you extra for it. I mean, oh, it, it was a, it was kind of hassle, but it was really cool to like get to travel around and make friends in that scene. And, you know, I'd see them in, you know, Pennsylvania, then I'd see them in New Orleans and then I'd see them in Tennessee and you'd see all the same people like gathered around in different cities. So yeah, it's like, a, I mean, it's much like the art scene. It's a big community and, but you know, everybody kind of knew each other. Yeah. I love that. Okay, so you're in the BMX community, you're in the art community. Are there any other, like, hobbies that have led you into these wonderful communities? Um, yeah, I actually got a lot. Uh, I got a bunch of hobbies. <laughs> tell <laughs> us. Tell us yeah, about your I, hobbies. And I, I push them hard when I when I get into something. I, like, kind of obsessive. Folk, folk, yeah, I'm kind of obsessive about them. Same. <laughs> um, I love playing pool. Oh. Like, I play a lot, you know, I'll play a lot of pool. I grew up in a pool hall playing pool. Okay. Um, uh, but art's kind of consumed consumed me for the past like seven years that's uh it's kind of taken over everything so okay do you find that the business side of things came naturally to you not really um but I did recognize pretty early on I'm like okay like you can be the best artist in the world and if you can't handle the business side or the you know communicating your work to people then you're not going to get anywhere I know some Mm -hmm. amazing artists that can't really sell that much work yeah and because they don't know how to talk to people they don't know how to you know get in those rooms and meet people and you know just they don't I don't even think most of them care they just they're true artists they like just live to want to create the art and that's all they care about but if Mm -hmm. your goal is to sell art it doesn't really translate very well like you have to have the social side and you have to get out and meet people and shake hands and stuff yeah because otherwise you know and I know some people are terrible artists that can sell a ton of work because they're yep. really good at talking to people. Yeah. So I'm trying, I try to balance and try to get in the middle ground and, you know, really focus on my art, but also try to like, you know, handle the business side stuff of things too. And, uh, you know, getting that, getting those spaces. Yeah. Do you have any tips or resources or like, were there any ahas earlier in your career where you were like, okay, fuck, I got to like lock in on this. I'm going to start doing things this way so I can really start making some money off of this. Or was it kind of organic? Um, I guess it was kind of organic. There's, um, 
I don't have any like aha moments for me. I mean, everybody seems to be different. I've seen people dive in and come out. Of, seem to come out of nowhere. I mean, I've been in Atlanta painting a long time, so I've kind of built it over. You know, built my following over time here and met people over time. But uh, and then some, sometimes people will pop up and they, you know, a year later they're like where I was, where I felt like I was like, you know, ten years later. Yeah. <laughs> like, so I don't think there's any. You know, just you know. Try to be real with it, you know, and don't, like, uh, try to force yourself on people. So, like, sometimes people, are, like, come to me and I'm like, oh, how do I get in this gallery? I've messaged them a hundred times. I'm like, yeah, that's that's not how you get in that gallery. You don't, you can't, like, cold call people mm-hmm. that much. Um, you know, it becomes an annoyance and, and that's, most galleries, they want to already see you doing stuff and see you, you know, selling pieces because, you know, the, the goal of the gallery is, is to sell pieces. So sure. if they see you're making moves, if they see you're selling work, they'll they'll come to you. Okay. That's great. Good to know. Is there anything that people would be just, like, shocked to learn either about you or about just, like, the life of an artist? Um, no, I don't, I don't think anything super shocking. Uh I'm kind of really a boring guy. I <laughs> I paint a lot. I uh, I'm kind of a homebody. I stay at home a lot now. I paint, uh, and that's that's really all I do, and all that I kind of think about most of the time is just like making work and uh, and you know whatever my next project or current project I'm on. That's kind of where, where my mind is. But uh, it's all consuming. Yeah, it really is at this point, and probably to a to a bad point. You know, like I. Uh, I started like really diving in to art like pretty heavily uh, about seven years ago, okay. seven eight years ago, mm-hmm. and at the time I did it as a distraction. Now I'm like, okay, yeah, and now it's just like routine. I just I paint a lot. That's what I do. <laughs> yeah, that's great though. Yeah, you obviously enjoy Work, it. Works for me. It. So yeah, that's yeah. all that matters. Well, Chris, will you let people know where they can find you and your work? Um, you can find me on Instagram at caveal. Um, I actually don't have a website. I don't use a website. I don't use flyers. That's, uh, that's on my list of things to do actually is, uh, for this year <laughs> is to finally maybe make a website. So I might do that this year. Perfect. Um, but yeah, at, at, you can search Chris Veal art or, um, or just CA Veal on uh, Instagram. Okay. Perfect. Well, Chris, thank you so much for your time. Hopefully you guys learned a lot about Chris and his artistic ways. As always, you get 10% off at hawkinsandclover.com with promo code CLOVERCLUB. And you can find us on Instagram at CLOVERCLUBPOD. And Chris, thank you so much again for your time. Really appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Yay. Easy peasy.